day that we're living in, uh, it's uh, really, uh, really amazing. Um, if you got your hand out uh, from the last time, I want to read the introduction again. Uh, so everybody know who Jude uh, was. I say that it's important. If you don't have, if you don't have some background information of a book that you took from reading the Bible, you will not get the right understanding of it. I'm sorry, it ain't gonna happen. Uh, you've got to know who wrote it, uh, when they wrote it, and what was going on at the time. A lot of people don't they'll, they'll open up the Bible and they're sort of half-passed, and that's one reason why they can't a full establishment and foundation, strong truth in their uh, uh, in their spirit minds, because their Baptist haphazardly stood the word of God as there are a lot of other things in life, uh, and uh, with, there's a few things we have to know. We got to have a foundation. Uh, Jude is a shortened sense, and I told you his name was shortened. For reason, somebody let us know why. All right. Because he didn't want to be recognized as a Jewish missionary, so he changed his name. Right. His name was actually Judas. And uh, uh, after what happened with Judas and the betrayal of Jesus, Judas Iscariot, uh, Judas, this Judas, uh, had shortened his name to Judas because he didn't want to be, he, he didn't want to be associated uh, with that in whatsoever. Um, in the Hebrew, it's called Judah. It's translated Judah in the Hebrew, and it means praise. Hallelujah. The tribe of Judah was a tribe of praise. Amen. Uh, and uh, they they were was the one who who, uh, 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 who who led praise, and uh, uh, he uh, he was one of the four half brothers of Jesus. Uh, and let me I'm gonna ask again because we went over this. Why was they half brothers? Somebody besides Shell. Come on. Man. <laughs> Same mother, but not the same father. Amen. <laughs> Your mama stole your thunder, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> After Jesus was born, uh, Mary and Joseph had had children uh, uh, naturally on, on their own, uh, and uh, and these half brothers didn't believe in Jesus. Basically, they grew up with him. And they didn't even believe the claims that was going on about him until something happened. What was it that made them believe? The resurrection. When he came back alive. That changed their name. And uh, I've got you some scripture there, reference that you can look some of this stuff up. Um, amen. So uh, I wanted to give you that. Uh, that much of it, and uh, we have titled uh, our study, uh, uh, Contend for the Faith, 
and uh, Jews back in his day uh, realized that even back then, that early day, there were people slipping in, creeping in to the body of Christ that was starting to change things, teach false doctrine, begin, and, and this happened as a, the original apostles were getting older, and of course, all of them, all of them died a martyr's death, but one, who was that one who died a natural death? John. John. He was the one, he was the one that would, uh, he was, he, they sent him to the, to the uh, Isle of Patmos, uh, banished him. He was banished. That's when God gave him the uh, revelation. But all the others uh, uh, gave their life uh, for the gospel of Christ. And as they were leaving the scene, they had led the church from the day of Pentecost. But as they were vacancies, uh, there were some people and came in, they got greedy, uh, and they they loved power, and uh, and and that that's been a nature of man for all these years. Uh, if you want to really learn what somebody's all about, give them a little money, give them a little power. Special power. Amen. And you'll find out really what's at the root of their heart. Amen. So um, he, he, he he wrote to them and uh, told them that they need uh, uh, to, uh, we'll just go back and read there. Mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Beloved, when I was very diligent to write to you concerning the common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once delivered to the saints. Amen. And uh, it was necessary then, and it's even necessary more today. Uh, there have always been people who has a hidden agenda. If you think that the uh, homosexual side was happy when they got the Supreme Court to rule the way they did last year, they, uh, they didn't have any intention to stop there. Uh, they are working now in the midst, creeped in. More and more church denominations are ordained, openly gay people to the ministry putting them in positions of authority. Uh, just a couple of days ago, I seen uh, uh, on a TV program uh, a, a gay pastor and what they called a straight pastor sitting down talking about uh, the situation and how they're saying now that the church has, has to be loving and open and all that. I, I believe in love, and I believe in treating people right, and I believe in having an open mind. Don't never let your mind be so open your brains fall out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hello, sir. 
we cannot, we cannot back up an eighth of an inch, a sixteenth of an inch, a third of second of an inch. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, it'll doom your soul. Amen. Now, there's there's a lot of things in the Bible that has nothing, the really a uh, basis for salvation. Uh, you know, I mean, and I've got I've got good close brothers. I mean, we could we could put twenty pastors on this platform and uh, uh, let everybody have a subject about uh, the end time, the Book of Revelation. I guarantee you, every one of them will be different somewhere. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, and I'm, I'm not going to take issue on some things like that. Uh, and uh, but there's foundational truths we have to not just believe the faith, but contend for it. Sure. Right. Hallelujah! Somebody has got to take a, be willing to take a stand for truth. Right. Somebody's got to be willing to have somebody get mad at you. And not like you at all. Right. And even not want to be around you. Are you willing to carry that burden for Christ? Right. For your own soul and especially their, their soul. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. We're in those days, church, and we have got, amen, we've got to toe the line when it comes to that. So, uh, I am not going to take up, I said, look at my time, going over anymore that you got that handout. And um, I want you to uh, uh, look at the newest handout. And we're going to pick up reading in verse 8. And he's still talking about these people that's creepy and unawares and uh, what they're doing. And uh, we're going to read a little bit more about it and see how far if maybe we can finish up this other paper tonight, hopefully, and then we can move on for, uh, in our next subject. He said, like, likewise also these dreamers defile the flesh, reject authority, and speak evil of dignities. Yet Michael... The archangel, in contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not bring against him, and, and the word him there is the devil. The devil's a subject. Yet Michael, the archangel, in contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, dare not to bring against, and I'm going to put, I want you to understand clearly, uh, bring out against the devil a reviled accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke you. There's one thing that bothers me about modern day apostolics. We find it too easy to brutalize our brothers and sisters with this mouth. Yeah. Now, these crept in on the web. He said they despised authority 
we go back. Likewise, these dreamers defile the flesh, reject authority, and speak evil of dignitaries. Okay. And that's what he was talking about. But then he says, Michael, the archangel. When Moses died on that mountain, after God let him look over in Canaan land, follow me close back, because I'm going to cover some. I'm going to give you something maybe you've never uh, studied before or got into. But the devil thought he had Moses. Because the devil heard God tell Moses, you can't go into the land of promise because you disobeyed me by smoking the rock instead of speaking to it. Now, there's a spiritual typology there. When they was in the wilderness, being in the desert, they had a hard time getting those 40 years finding water to drink. And one time they was out of water and they were, felt like they were going to die of thirst and they came upon this, this rock. And God told them to, to smite it. And when he did, water come out. And let me tell you something. That had to be more than just a little trickle because we're looking at, we're looking at a knee and a half men, women, and children, plus animals that had to drink. So we're not talking about a little spring here. They all was filled. But then, a little while later, as they wandered around in the, in the wilderness for 40 years, they came back to the rock. And in typology, it tells us in the New Testament, that they all drank that same spiritual drink. And they drank from the rock that followed him. And that rock was who? So that rock was the time of Jesus. And God allowed Jesus to be smoked of men one time for our salvation. Only once. He's not going to come back riding a donkey the second time. Right. He's coming back riding a white stallion. He's coming back and bring good. He's not going to be smoked the second time. That's why God told uh, uh, Moses, don't you smite it this time. You speak to it. Oh, hallelujah. Yes. Because of Calvary. And my saying to me, it's yes. for me. Well, I got a
the same, uh, all in the same area there. We're just talking about bridle of the tongue. Visiting the widows and orphans yeah. and their affliction. Yeah. Come on, somebody. Sure. Yeah. It, has, it all has to do with how we treat one another in the kingdom of God. Yeah. Sure. I mean, that's what that's what it boils down to. Hallelujah. Amen. So they corrupt themselves by the by the manner and the way that they do. Amen. Woe to them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and have run greedily in the air of Balaam for profit and perished in the rebellion of Korah. It's all connected. Cain was guilty of killing his own brother. Amen.
raging waves of the sea, falling up uh, their own shame, wandering stars for whom is reserved the blackness and darkness forever. Wow. Um, look at your handout, and I, I'm going to leave this with you. Uh, the third point in this lesson, I've got brazen and unsubmissive. That's what he's talking about, this spirit and this attitude that, that crept in. And frankly, never has left uh, the church. Brazen and unsubmissive. Remember, we read the scripture, uh, they speak evil of dignitaries and uh, uh, don't have any kind of respect for authority. Uh, that's the way these are. <coughs> what I've got right here, and I'm not, uh, I'm not going to take the time to what, what the clock shows, but those scriptures that we read in Jude, verses 8 through 13, I got them printed again here in, in a um, more modern version, the New English translation. Take this with you and read this again. <coughs> Compare it to what we read first. And I'm going to end up by talking about agents of infiltration. Because that sums up everything that, that Jude said about these people uh, creeping in. Uh, church, the Bible talks about desiring the best gift. And, and we've, got, we've, got, we've got people here in our assembly that God uses in, in various of the spiritual gifts, but there's still, there's nine spiritual gifts, and most of them a lot of people don't even think about. And the ones we don't think about could be some of the most important. And for this day and age, I know, one, because how the devil sends agents in the body of Christ to infiltrate, they come in promoting the devil's agenda. What are some of the devil's agenda? I've got three of them wrote down. To hinder the spirit. The devil don't want the Spirit of God to flow freely and openly in the service. So he will infiltrate angels to come in to try to hinder that flow of the Spirit. He'll have angels come in to cause divisiveness, break up the unity in the body. Stir up trouble, strife. Get people in the cliques. You have got a, got a church house and you uh, you got a clique over here and a clique over there. And uh, each clique, you know, you can always tell who's at what clique because they're always talking together. And you don't see one group ever talking with another group. Amen. We need to. 
people need to go and talk to some of the older people sometimes, vice versa, or whatever. And also, of course, promote false teaching. Amen. This, these, these are all agents of infiltration. And this, this is why I say there's a particular guilt in the church that we need more people seeking God for. And I'm talking about discerning the spirits. We can have tongues and interpretation, and we can have this, we can have that, but if we are blind to the spirit of the enemy that's trying to work in our midst, we can still be destroyed and defeated. I think about all the time, sis, what you told me when you went to a particular place and there was somebody there possessed and folks in the church for years and years never knew it. Take out one of my brothers and sisters right. and be gone. And I didn't know 